What's your favorite Imagine Dragon song? Ooh, probably Thunder. Thunder. Ah, I was hoping you would say that. I've been singing Thunder for like the last 24 hours straight. That sucks. Thunder. Lightning. The the lightning. And the thunder. Thunder. (laughs) You have to read the (laughs) Wikipedia description of the critical reception to that song because it's amazing. Can you read it for me, (laughs) Gar? Yeah, I would love to, actually. Thank you for asking. Um, Okay. Fast forwarding, Thunder is relatively Wait. stripped down, and between its soldierly cadence and a bouncy helium-inflated one-word hook, it makes for a curious pop gem. Did you Talk say fast it. forwarding to refer to you scrolling down the Wikipedia article? <laughs> <Yes. or something? laughs> That's the craziest thing I've ever heard, Car. Every experience is the same. <laughs> I hope you do that when you're just by yourself. Fast, Fast forwarding. forwarding? Sometimes I, mean, I, I have had it where like in the way that I'm interacting with the world, sometimes I like think to myself like backward or what's it, reverse, like rewind, rewind. Um, as if I could have a do over really quick. But I would love to do that right now. Kari, let's see if we're in sync, okay? Okay. Okay, like on a mind level? Yeah. The year is 1997. You're making a film (sighs) for children, and you want to portray an older woman as being Mm -hmm. kind of eccentric. What do you put on her lawn? Three, two, one. Gnome. Bathtub. What did you say? (laughs) Gnome. I said 1997. <laughs> what are you referring to? I don't really know. I just feel like Harriet the Spy or something, they would show oh. like in that era, it was always like, this person's weird. They have a bathtub in their garden. Uh, like, and then it's filled with plants. Is that sure. what you're getting Yeah, at? like okay. it's nice looking. Okay, sure. Yeah, that seems fine. Because I saw on my way home a lawn full of crap and there was a bathtub just sitting there. I was like, you know, there was a time there was a Dave Matthews band music video era where that would have been portrayed as like a cool thing to do. Okay, so, yeah, if you had said um, like a cool, weird hippie. Okay, that's kind of I don't think I would have gotten bathtub, but I would have been closer. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Or just like a globe. Yes, exactly. I recently saw a globe. I think it was at Ikea. Uh That was all black and there was no texture. So it was fundamentally a ball like on a Did it like open up and there was money inside or something? Or like No, that'd be so fun though. Ooh. No. Okay. This is Pillows on the Windows of Movie (laughs) Podcast. Hello, Carly. Welcome. Hey. Thank you. Hello's podcast at gmail.com, of course, is the email address that I say about once every two episodes or so. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, it's a good cadence. Car, we're going to talk about movies tonight. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Does it worry you that we've been doing this for a year now? Um, It does worry me that time is passing, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't think too much about that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, Kyra, where would you, I think we should start with not Buffy the Vampire Slayer because I have an excellent segue coming out of it. <gasps> Beautiful. Can we start? Uh, no, let's not start with the bad either. Um, set it off, dude. Yeah, let's do set it off. I thought set it off was excellent. I thought so, too. I was like so into it the entire time. 
I agree. Can you, uh, for people who don't know this very well-known and famous film, could you maybe run down what Set It Off is? Sure. Um, Set It Off is a heist movie created in the year of our Lord. Okay, that's not as pertinent to spend this much time on that <laughs> aspect of it. 1996. Okay, so no bathtubs um, Starring Jada Pinkett Smith, Queen Latifah, Vivica A. Fox, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. Kimberly Elise, who is maybe someone I don't know as well as all of the other people I just mentioned. Okay. Um, and they are four gals living in L.A. Um, who are all having a tough go at it, I would say, financially. Mm-hmm. And then the evil doctor from... Evil but lovable doctor from Dr. Scrubs. Dr. Cox, yes. <laughs> Dr. Cox. From Scrubs, our favorite um, TV character of all is, time. Yeah, is a police officer and shoots and kills uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's younger brother. Um, which is awful. Um, and then they go on several bank heists um that are fun and get intense <laughs> it's funny because it's not an inaccurate description of the movie but <laughs> yeah <laughs> it uh it took some turns i wasn't expecting uh yeah it, like it does feel the shooting stuff is so the shooting stuff and the end are both like so emotionally potent Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In a way that it like feels very like unfamiliar for movies like this. Like yeah. there are plenty of heist movies that like have sad stuff happening in them, but I don't ever feel affected by it. Okay. It's just like, oh yeah, okay, so some of the guys died because of course they did. This one, you really <laughs> like I don't know about you, but it was kind of like horrendous at the end, I thought. In a good way. Right. Right. Yeah. Um Hmm. I wasn't affected that strongly, I guess. But, you know, I, could, I have to compare this to Heat in my brain because it's yeah. this era and this location and this concept and these emotional beats and this length of movie. Uh, but a completely different, you know, subject matter and tone, right. like different characters, I guess. Um, I I thought a lot of the kind of melodrama was kind of poorly handled, I guess. Kind of the two things you mentioned, actually. Yeah. Uh, mostly from Dr. Cox's character being like, oh, crap, crap, yeah. crap, crap, after they shoot this unarmed, you know, black teenager. And it's like, I guess it, it just felt so corny and like movie ish to me. And maybe it worked better. Well, it feels so pertinent now, but yeah, not portrayed that way. I guess it's portrayed like you would in '96, and I don't think that works well anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's like a—I don't know that things are like fundamentally different, but yeah, it did, like this just feels like it was coming to see it now is just yeah. like to see it in a totally different way than I'm imagining it was in 1996. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't also expect that to happen in the, I guess maybe it says it in the description, but yeah, I was, like, shocked, and um, it's horrifying, and I don't know, like, between that and the end stuff, I feel like Jada Pinkett Smith gets to do a lot, and I think she's, like, really, really good. Like, I was just blown away by her performance throughout. Yeah. 
And she's, like, so fun when things aren't that... Like, this movie, for as much as we were just talking about, like, all of the extremely serious stuff in it, is also super, super fun. And there's, like, yeah. fun moments, and there's, like, buddy movie moments, and yeah. I think those are extremely successful. I think so, too, especially in contrast to how kind of constructed everything else feels. Oh, yeah, the main plot, I feel like, doesn't work very well just because it's so set up to kind of move along in the way you might expect it to. Um, like where the prime example for me is regarding that shooting where he gets the haircut right before it happens yeah. to ex- like to set up that shooting in a way that just felt really like almost like you like the characters knew they had to follow the script. Like they were like, well, we got to get it from point A to point B. And this yeah. is the quickest and dirtiest way to do that. And then they do that. And then that's kind of how the like three or four main plot points in this movie occur. But all the other stuff I thought was super well done. So those stuck out so much to me. It just felt so weird because otherwise this is a very naturally flowing movie. And I think the concept itself is so naturally propulsive and it just it, it's immediately understandable why these characters are doing what they're doing. Right. And they are sympathetic characters without the movie having to shove that down your throat too much. Right. And then there's points where the movie feels the need to do that stuff anyway, even though it doesn't need to. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. I think that's like, I I think maybe, I don't know. It's a tough one. Like the other example of it, I think is the woman played by Kimberly Elise with her kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I yeah, you don't need that in order to, like, understand that these characters are like have some hard times and like yeah. just need a way to escape it. Right. Um, but like, I also don't know that it doesn't need to be. You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. feels like it could go either way, and it would be fine. I don't yeah. know. Like, there could be a completely different cut of this movie that I think I don't know if it would work more or less than this one. You better keep where they're in the conference room doing the Godfather, though. You cannot yeah, get rid of that scene, Carly. Yeah. <laughs> do not. Yeah, I, like I mean, yeah, the stuff of them just goofing around. Like I do, kind of wish there was another cut of this movie that was just like a, a comedy of four buddies. Like that's <laughs> really nice. I really like them <laughs> hanging out together. Yeah, but yeah, that's not what this is. But you get that, and you also get like really well done heist stuff. Going yeah. Except for like the weird little stuff. Like, why is Queen Latifah always throwing the CDs out of the window? Like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and they show it over and over again. Yeah. To kind of drive well, home what point I'm not sure that they're not very good at this. I don't know. Yeah, like, I think it's like they're not very good at this. Like, I think this movie, I really like how... It both makes this all feel, like, achievable, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, especially back then, maybe just a few people could do this if they were well-armed and, like... (laughs) And had cool masks. (laughs) I love the clear mask. That is one of my favorite masks I've seen in a heist movie. I loved it, loved it, loved it. So I think it's like that, and it's also, especially the Queen Latifah character, you're supposed to be kind of constantly aware that she's going to probably ruin this for all of them. Right. Yeah. Well, they're all kind of ruining it for all of them yeah. at all times, yeah, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. it works okay. Yeah. Because you believe in them. You want them to succeed. Right. This is a good movie, guy. Yeah, it is. I, yeah. I mean, even just exactly that, like, it, 
it is true in heist movies a lot of times you want them to succeed because it's just like more fun to root for them and you're interested but this one like i actually i want them to make it happily ever after and have money and be safe yeah and then to kind of like tiptoe around spoilers but i thought the last kind of scene with her Mm -hmm. just kind of reflecting on what it all happened was like devastating because you realize what she traded for you know this thing that she also needed you know like it was uh that was a very effective use of like flashback i thought at the very end I completely agree. Like, I feel like so often that sort of stuff is unnecessary or it feels like heavy handed, but it was like heartbreaking. Like the clip of them, like after the first heist, I think where they have all the money and they're leaning over the car and like when they're on the roof, just drinking their beers or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. it was yeah very heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really, (laughs) I don't know. I'd never heard of this movie car and I really had a great time with it, so. Yeah, this was in like the category of uh, just undersold heist movies, sort of, where yeah. it's like, yeah, for the people who've seen it, it's up there. But it, right. I just think, yeah, it didn't make as many waves. We car, yeah, stop people from shooting on shooting digital, dude. We got to bring film yes, back. Yes, I agree. It looks so much better. Yes, yes, a hundred times, yes, yeah. It looks so good. <laughs> yeah, I this agree. movie is very good looking. <laughs> And it doesn't look like it had like a super high budget or anything. It's just we're going to shoot L.A. on film and it looks great. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I completely agree. We're (sighs) Sean B is converting everyone. And that, you know, I just kind of (laughs) I'm just jumping around now. But I think the first 10 minutes of this movie is like extremely effective at setting it up and Mm -hmm. Uh, portraying violence in a really kind of shocking way that you don't really Mm -hmm. expect even from a movie like this, like a heist movie. Um, And then that late title card's really good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. I also, like, good pacing, too, where it doesn't even really feel like there is one big heist. Like, I know the end one is, like, the big one, obviously, but... They're all really fun. And like, I, I don't know, I like all of them and they're all yeah. intense. Like, it, it doesn't feel like you're just sort of building for the case of building. Like, yeah, yeah. I had fun the entire time. And there's a really like dangerous way the vehicles are all portrayed where it just mm-hmm. feels like they're driving vehicles. Right. And not in a super like, they're not like trained getaway drivers or anything. They're just like right. driving through walls and junk. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, just all of the costuming and stuff. Like, I, I love their other heist uh, uh, disguise where it's just like wigs and co- yeah. sunglasses. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. I really, really like that. <laughs> it's really well done. Really fun. <laughs> I agree, Clark. Yeah. And her like glow up when she's going to the event with the guy and she like Aww. shows up and like truly like. He, his answer to what she was wearing, which is like this crazy, like, Kimono I don't know, pajama set. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it sh- kind of should have been that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And you're like five feet tall. And like, <laughs> but then it is fun to see her get the fancy dress and everything, too. Yeah, that whole plotline with him, I feel like didn't really pay off at the end, but it's not... I- crucial to my enjoyment of the film or anything i just felt like it kind of drifted along 
I thought I really liked when it was like the true courting of it. Like it, these two people with like very different, I think, current and past life experiences. Um, yeah. But they like flirt super well and their charisma is awesome. Like, I think that's all really intriguing. I think when it's, it starts to get to like the, oh no, well, this relationship screw up their heist. It gets like kind of clunky. Yeah. Um, but it did bring it back for me at the end, I think. Okay. Yeah. The phone call. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Set it off, Carl. Set it off. Highly recommended from this yeah. podcast. Agreed. Also highly recommended, Studio Ghibli Films? No. No. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't believe it. I really what? can't. Uh, You're being mean, first of all. We are talking, of course, about Tales from Earthsea, everyone's favorite Studio Ghibli film. <laughs> Not the one that we've been panicking over having to watch as part of watching every Studio Ghibli movie because it's considered yeah. the worst one. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to be on the side of... This is the Miyazaki Sun one, right? Sure. Yes. You know, Like, there's the story of Miyazaki watching it in the theater and just, like, shaking his head and, I think, like, leaving. Screw him. Um... Which is like, that's kind of mean, but he is right. Like, his son did a really, 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 really bad job. I don't think that's true. I think it's true. I don't, I think, I'm trying to phrase this (laughs) pragmatically. There are worse anime movies than this that people like a lot more than this. I'm not saying it's a great movie, but I think people expect something from Studio Ghibli and this movie isn't really concerned with that. And so people are like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. I don't I, I thought it was fine. I thought this was a serviceable anime fantasy movie type thing. So maybe that's exactly right. But it's like I would never watch this movie <laughs> if it wasn't for this. That's, you fair. know, yeah, that's that's kind of tied into what I'm saying, I guess. But yeah, that's a yeah. little different than what I'm saying too so um i i I don't know like that i like characters peering out on like weird wasteland (laughs) fantasy stuff and there's a lot of that in this so i'm like okay that's true it's just like but the wasteland looks bad you know (laughs) yeah it doesn't look great (laughs) no it looks pretty bad it looks very i forget which other movie we said this about but it feels very like the free movie in the kids section. Yeah. Yeah. It's the cat returns part. Exactly. Yes, 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 exactly. I thought the cat returns looked better. I guess just, yeah, it had a little bit of style to it. I don't know. I like, I was hooked for a little bit at the beginning where they're like, the dragons shouldn't be fighting, but the dragons are fighting and that's kind of crazy. And I forgot the name of the ocean or something. (laughs) I'm like, okay, go on. Yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, the second half of this movie is just like, uh it's not it it trades in all the like tolkien like world building and fun fantasy stuff for like hanging out on a farm being sad and then the bad guy shows up who i thought was a woman and then for some reason hbo max played it in japanese the first time and then i came back and watched the second half and it was in japanese that time or something or vice versa uh I don't know what was happening because it wouldn't give me the language options. I was like, I would Weird. rather watch this in English. And then it, it served that up to me the second time for some reason. But anyway. Are they completely different 
files. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Because I, I was like, continue movie. And then it was all of a sudden in English when it wasn't before. So <laughs> that was really weird. That was um, weird. Oh, I don't. There's something about. And this is something we'll talk about in another movie. Uh, I'm really interested in like a boring, slow apocalypse. Sure. Yeah. Like when you don't know or it, they know, obviously, but just this concept that you are witnessing the apocalypse and it's just taking a long time. Yeah, I think that is cool. Yes, I would agree. And that's very much what this movie trades in for at least the first like 45 minutes. And then it just drops everything uh, and becomes kind of a bad movie. And I, I can agree with people there, but I don't think. It's like this. It's not a waste of space. This movie, I think that it has some ideas and some style to it. And, uh, you know, it's an adaptation of this book series. I have no familiarity with, but uh, there's a story and characters here, at least like there's something going on. I don't know. Yeah, I think this was like in addition to the negative understanding of it, like impenetrable to me specifically, because like I hate this sort of stuff. Like I hate dragons and hates dragons like like i don't know like fantasy like but like the game of thrones type of fantasy and this feels like squarely in that world to me and i just have no interest at all (laughs) it's like this could be a good version of it too and it would also not work for me at all but it's not Else. Right. It's a bad version. (laughs) And it looks like there's yeah, so like don't like the type of movie it is. Don't like the execution of the characters or the story or whatever. Yeah. And it also looks bad. So it's just like, what are we I don't know. I have nothing. (laughs) Nothing to do. The soundtrack is very good. (laughs) Really? I didn't even notice. It's very good. Like sourced in from another caliber of movie type of soundtrack, Hmm. it seems like so. What can, can you describe it? Uh, it's just a lot of like um, instruments of that time. That time mm. being fantasy dragon world uh, anime. Uh, I don't know. No, it's just kind of it's not like generic orchestral music. It's got more of a uh, it feels like it fits the setting a little better than that. That's cool. Or more specifically. I thought it was good. Uh, really cool dragons. Um uh the blood uh sword princess the the evil wizard yeah the guy whose like eyes go away yeah that was kind of cool but he's so he's drawn so poorly also it's like off model uh yeah and it's like that goes on forever and it's like the exact same scene from the cat returns which you didn't see but (laughs) the cat returns ends with like this 10 minute thing where they're chasing each other up a giant spiral staircase, which is exactly how this movie ends. Um, the only interesting thing really being that like he has fun nightmares every so often. Yeah. That's like the only flavor you get in this movie. So. I don't know. It's weird. It's just weird to me to think of this movie that people put all this time and effort into and it works as a movie on some level and the only appeal it really has is people are completionist about studio Ghibli. So they watch it for that reason. And like, that's it. Like not for enjoyment, not to be told a story, just to cross stuff, which is what we're doing. But yeah. it's just weird to think about. There might be someone who like, this is the first and possibly only studio Ghibli movie that they saw. And right. I would love to talk to that person. But they've seen it like 40 times. 
Or just like they saw it once and thought it was fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not going to check out their other stuff. I mean, it was fine. Yeah. yeah. Like if you have no context for it, what does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. I feel like they don't really uh, talk about it much. No. <laughs> They're like, and then we did Spirited Away and then, right. and then Ponyo came out. Yeah. Excited for Ponyo. Is Ponyo next? I don't know, Car. Can you please tell me? Can you fast oh, forward your Wikipedia God, article? God. Fast forward. <laughs> Slow motion. Ponyo. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Okay. Wait. Oh, Lord. okay. Here we this go. is my favorite part of this podcast. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to miss doing this when this is done. Oh, no, I screwed up. Sorry. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> yes. It is Ponyo. Okay. Yay! I love Ponyo. Can I float a movie series for after this so that you don't watch any of the movies? Oh, um, okay. And it's just, I'm throwing it out there. I'm not deciding anything. But okay. there's that series where the guy. Um, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right word where it's like the kids every seven years, he goes back and he follows their life, you know, where it's like, here's these kids at seven years old. And then seven years later, I made another movie and now they're 14. And then seven years later, I made another movie and now they're 21, seven up or whatever. I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh, it's like a kind of a documentary series where every seven years they check in with these like. 10 British children and there's like now they're like in their 60s because they've been doing this since (gasps) the 70s type thing oh that sounds so nice I don't know I thought that would be kind of interesting because then we could be like who's your (laughs) who's your favorite it's Mike (laughs) or whatever I like it okay I just we should maybe watch boyhood in the midst of that Ooh. yeah is that Ethan Hawke uh yes I think Ethan Hawke is in it. It's definitely, I mean, it's a link later. Can we get some Ethan Hawke in the Studio Ghibli run, dude? Ooh. Is he in any of them? Yeah, he's Ponyo. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even think of what Ethan Hawke's voice sounds like. (laughs) I was going to do Ethan Hawke as Ponyo. He just sounds pretty... eh, No, he kind of has like a raspy thing. Hey, I'm Ponyo. Yeah. I'm walking here. (laughs) Car <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Okay. Every single person is in this movie. I know it's crazy. Every actor who has ever acted in a movie is in this movie. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's David Arquette. What are you doing in this movie? Ben Affleck. What are you doing in this? <laughs> Paul movie? Rubens. What are you doing in this movie? <laughs> Donald David Sutherland. Ar- what the David hell are you doing? Oh, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, yeah. That's why I meant. Uh, what's um, your face? Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank's in this movie, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Rucker Howard's in this movie. I don't know who that is. <laughs> the guy from Blade Runner <laughs> with the dub <laughs> is the bad guy in this movie. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. This uh, movie is wacky. I, I didn't like this movie, but it sure did create a TV show I like a lot, so that's good. So, okay. Can you take me through the general, how different is the vibe so here? Different. Really? Okay. Entirely different. Okay. Because the show is about this core cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the show is way less of like a cheerleader fighting zombies. 
Whoa! Like it's not vampires. Bad. What did I say? Zombies. She she probably fights zombies. See, the show <laughs> is very like monster of the week. Like you know. Okay. Yeah, she fights all kinds of stuff. But yes, um, and it's way more character driven. And uh, whereas the like her mom in the show is like this great character, you know, who has like this arc and this progression and her relationship changes with Buffy. And in the movie, it's this completely different actress. And she's like, hey, Buffy. And that's like that's like the entirety of that character. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really hard to go back to this after the show and be like, Oh, this is good. See, I thought it was like not good, but very fun. It is fun, yeah. Yeah. It's like pulpy, just. Yes. The fascinating thing is seeing the way all movies are written now, <laughs> circa 92, before that was a thing. Like, this must have been crazy, but now it just feels so boring because this is just how movies are written. What exactly do you mean? Because Joss Whedon writes all the movies. Oh, I see. (laughs) It's all Buffy speak now. What's his like a trademark style? Um, he has Whedonisms, which is when a character is like talking about like a magical artifact, and they say Mm. it's like the magical spinny thingy. That's like Joss Whedon's trademark terrible okay. writing that he does and that's why all the marvel movies are like that because he writes all these stupid movies now yeah yeah um i liked how <laughs> yeah like there's so much um willingness for things to be outrageous from our main character here like okay the speed at which she adapts to her <laughs> yeah. changing life circumstances is truly incredible. Yeah. I can't fathom it. It's so funny. It like it needs to happen because this movie isn't going to spend any time on like the conflict of oh my god, I just found out something crazy. Right. But it is bonkers. Like really yeah. really bonkers. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, yeah. It just washed over me, you know? Like cuz Coming from the show, she's already the slayer. The yeah. slayer. Uh, so in this movie, it's like, oh, I guess she is the slayer. But it's like they, yeah, it's Donald Sutherland shows up and says, you are a regenerated warrior who fights vampires and your period lets you know when vampires are near. And also I need to train you and you stake them in the heart. And she's like, what? Okay. And then yeah, like, exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. But there's like no... <laughs> It's so weird that she doesn't have this like supporting cast to like bounce that off of. She's just like, you know, she exists in a vacuum. She is the slayer. Because everyone hates her. Like, it's just, yeah, it's very, very strange. I do also (laughs) think that the prom sequence is really fun. It is really fun. Yeah. I like when the the uh, vampires show up and she does the like, oh, they can't come in if you don't invite them. And the the one girl's like, they're seniors. I had to (laughs) invite them. Like, that's legitimately really funny. <laughs> yeah, no, there's fun stuff about this movie. It's just, it, there's like nothing to it. It's yeah. just like, we had a concept where it would be funny if a cheerleader fought vampires in yeah. 1992 and Brad Pitt is there, or Ben Affleck or whatever. Ooh, if Brad Pitt was there, that'd be fun. Ooh, I feel like he might show up in the background of this movie somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's hard to say. Um, yeah. Did you get any 92-ness out of it? 
Uh, what do you mean? I mean, yeah, like the clothes and stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I guess I have a hard time determining what 92 is. You know, like I, so I the late 80s, I can be like, sure. Yeah. Mm. But this is in yeah. that like weird, you know, leftovers. Like we're heating up the turkey the day after Thanksgiving and the turkey <laughs> is the 80s. And that's what 92 kind of feels like to me. Yeah, I mean, the clothes were super fun. Like, that was, I would yeah. say, one of the overall highlights of the movie is just seeing the fun clothes that they're wearing. Paul Rubens was a highlight for me as well when he gets stabbed. So that's, was, yeah, that's eh, the bad guy? Eh, ooh, ah. For like five minutes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was pretty wacky. This <laughs> is like, we have a van and we're going to put him on the van for like five minutes. <laughs> yes. Okay? that also didn't feel like a big deal no like it was just like, like so he's just sort of driving with the <laughs> yeah there's like no danger or attention <laughs> yeah, exactly to it. Yeah. it truly feels like there's no consequence to any of this movie at all i know and then like i guess to boil it down the show has these moments that are like super consequential and it's like oh my god everything has changed yeah and yeah it's i i don't know the show was much better than the movie i guess is my my thesis here so how did this go? Like, so he made the movie or he wrote the movie. Was this like successful enough that they're like, fine, we'll give you a TV <sighs> show. Like what happened there? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think most people know that there was a movie. Yeah, I certainly, I mean, I don't know anything about Buffy, but I did yeah. not know there was a movie. Unless you like do a deep dive and you're like getting all the comic books and you're like, of course I know there's a movie. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah. I have the board game. <laughs> Is there a board game? Of course. There's a video game. I have the fun. video game. There's multiple video games, but I have the Ooh. Xbox one. Where everyone reprises their roles except Buffy. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Donald Sutherland character, uh, like X-Speed, like the version of him for the show, 100 times better. Really? Because yeah. I thought that character was pretty good. He's fun, but the on the show, Giles, he's more of like a soft-spoken British librarian type oh, figure. Oh, okay. But he can like turn on the heat when he needs to, you know? Yeah. And then there's one episode where he thinks he's like 20 again. And then Buffy's mom thinks she's like 20 again. And then they're like hitting the town and he's like shirtless and smoking and stuff. Sick, dude. <laughs> that is sick. <laughs> Are you ready for my segue? Yeah. Uh, Xander... From the show, showed up in another movie I watched, Car Coherence. Oh, really? That's true. Who who did who's Xander? Xander's the guy who wants to blackmail himself in order to not oh, put good. the book in the yeah. car. To, yeah. Uh, coherence. <laughs> we've already More talked like about. incoherence. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, we've already talked about this on here. Yeah. So. Uh, I guess I just want to say I was kind of let down just because, and this isn't something you did, it's something I did, where I was like, is this like Primer? And you were like, oh, no. okay. It's really not, because Primer is about figuring something out, and this movie is just like, here's what's happening. Yeah. There's like nothing to figure out, it's like, it's just fun to think about or something, like it's a fun concept, but it's not about... Or it's, it's, a, it's not the same, but it feels sort of like a creepypasta sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. If you blink your eyes, the fridge gets closer each time or something. It's like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, just that 
primer is like if you think about it enough it'll all fit into place whereas this movie coherence is just like anything could and will happen because this movie is about string theory or whatever so it's like there's nothing to figure out because everything's happening and nothing's happening and it's all happening at once so it doesn't it's not that fun. It wasn't that fun to think about. It was fun to see the characters kind of work through what was happening. And yes. then there would be like fun little like, like gotcha moments where it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can't spend the movie. There's no point to spending the movie trying to unravel it. Yeah, because it doesn't lead anywhere. It doesn't right. help you enjoy the movie. Really. Like this should only be experienced as like a. Uh, thriller horror movie you know what i mean like it yeah. shouldn't be experienced as like a sci-fi movie i guess is what i'm trying to say and as like a vehicle for this character you know growth or progression right. or however you want to look at it yeah uh, it's all kind of leading up to this ending basically <laughs> yes yeah. that's fine I, like i had a lot of fun watching it it was a lot of uh like xander uh, i forget his name <laughs> nicholas brendan i think he's really good Mm-hmm. And Chris is a really big fan of his, so she was kind of detailing how some of this movie kind of uncomfortably mirrors his life up oh. until this point, which is really interesting. Oh, because he's the actor. Yes. And okay. he's dealt with a lot of like substance abuse and he has like mental health issues that he's been dealing with. So it's and he hasn't been in movies or TV since like Buffy. Interesting. Because his he was like he did some not great things, but it's all tied into you know, huh. his life experiences, basically. So and then to see that kind of to see that character he's portraying kind of, uh, you know, descend into that as the movie goes on was really like. Like he's no one's better to portray that character than he is, I guess, but he did a really great job with it. So, yeah, I think that he's probably the most compelling part. Like, yeah. it, it's just, yeah, the constant. He does a really good job of like, you're never sure if he's like going to be the one that destroys everything or maybe brings it all together sort of thing. Like he feels super volatile, I think in a a really, really effective way. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what you need in a situation like that. And they do a good job of playing that up with a lot of the different characters. Yeah. Like I think the boring, but easier version is like, he's just an evil person. You know what I mean? Like he could just be like a force of bad but he's not like sometimes he's he does Loki <sighs> when he br- okay when he brings like uh, the photos or whatever like uh, that's something that you don't expect the character to do and I like thought that works really really well okay but that's actually Xander underscore capital C and he yes. went to the dark zone you see yeah and uh actually ended up uh at house uh underscore mm-hmm. uh capital F yes um <laughs> thanks did you feel I like it. One of the most like fun, I'm so afraid moments I've had in a while was okay. them just staring at the other group. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, I like it. That made me just want to like lose my mind. I, yeah, that yeah. super, super freaked me out. And I almost wish. I feel like there's there's ore to be mined out of this concept still that they never. Like the movie's fine and I'm glad it's not like two and a half hours long or something. Right. But there's more I feel like they could have done with that concept because it is such a crazy concept. Um, and it's portrayed in this way where it's not um, too big. Like it's this very constrained view mm-hmm. of something that's completely 
that in like a big budget movie would be like, you know, there would be people studying it and it would be like a rival or something. Right. And you're just Or it could be like the other version is it's more so like what the last 20 minutes is or like 10 minutes. I don't know. Where it could like sort of be a Groundhog Day sort of sure. thing where it's like she just keeps trying out the different houses to find the right one. Like yeah. that would be really cool, too. But like, I'm yeah. glad. I think the scariest version is what they did. And I'd rather have this be scary, I guess, than anything else. See, I almost prefer what you were just saying, where <laughs> you're getting like you're seeing these characters in different permutations yeah. sort of thing. Because the alternative or what they do here is like a primer almost where it's like figure out what's happening and that wasn't as interesting to me because i don't I did like i was genuinely shocked a couple times when you find out they're in yeah they're not where you thought they were like i thought yeah. that was really good and like really well it, it put you in the shoes of the characters really well i thought yeah no it's a lot of fun to watch but it's not something i want to watch again and try to figure out the way oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah. works because it's all yeah. just a vehicle for this plot that's happening it's not like right. an interesting concept in and of itself necessarily yeah i think that's fair but it's a really cool movie coherence yeah. it's like no yeah this is one of the fun. like it's just cool that this exists and i'm so happy that it does and yeah where do you find these movies, Kari? Because this like this <laughs> doesn't seem like it landed really. Yeah, this one was. I think I told you like I was listening to just like a podcast, like a podcast about truly nothing, and someone just offhand mentioned, "Oh, I watched this movie, Coherence, which is about alternate universes," and I was like, "Oh my god, done." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just yelled Coherence from the other room, and you're like, "Huh?" What? <laughs> yeah, this dude, like I. I mean, I'm sure if there were a million movies like this, I wouldn't like they wouldn't be as fun. But I kind of wish there were a million movies like this. There are. <laughs> but only when the comments overhead. Yeah, I think alternate universes are in like the top five fun yeah. things to like explore in books and movies and stuff. You need something like this because otherwise and I hate to bring it up again, because otherwise what you get is Loki. What you right. get is Marvel, yeah. which is we're messing with our own canon and that's the appeal but i want right. i don't know what i want but coherence is a lot closer to what i want well i want to feel what it would feel like for this to actually be a possibility you know what like yeah. i want like the realistic version of it sort of thing right or yeah. what like the pulp science version of realistic would be like right this is what movies have taught me that quantum physics is like and now right. let's see what happens yeah yeah <laughs> and it's not just a way to like explore the same characters so that you can mine some more cash out of them. <laughs> right. yeah. And it doesn't end with the main character like having to rescue someone or something. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. My child. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Car, what have you been watching? Should we talk about Top Gun? I would love to talk about <laughs> Top Gun. I was so happy. I, I didn't tell you that I was thinking of watching Top Gun, right? No. <laughs> so no. I was, I recently bought the Blu-ray of Top Gun. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then you watched it and I was like, I have to watch this now. Yeah. It's a great looking movie. That would be a great Blu-ray to have. It was very good. I can yeah. confirm. Yeah. Yeah. This is a movie car. <laughs> I couldn't. I, so there's another movie that I watched that fits in this category, but I okay. just like, I was gobsmacked at okay. how silly, yeah. how incredibly silly this movie is yeah in a good way though in a fun 
right? Like entertaining? Yeah, it's no? certainly yeah. fun, but okay. like it feels like only 30% intentional. <sighs> yeah, I have no idea on that <laughs> aspect of it. Uh, it's not something you would make today, no. like genuinely. I can tell you that much. <laughs> well, except they're making Top Gun Maverick. I know, but that's so... I don't know how I feel about that, because you have to acknowledge in doing that that Top Gun is stupid and crazy. But have you seen the trailer? Um, Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't remember. It looks really fun. Okay. It's like... I mean, yeah, there's... I can't... In order for this movie to like be enjoyable, I can't really engage with the like military propaganda piece of this. Yeah. Like and just like America propaganda piece of this. Sure. But it, it Top Gun Maverick seems to embody that in Please like a fun way that. as well. Where it's just like Miles Teller shirtless on a beach playing football. Is that Miles um, Teller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he whiplash? Yeah. Oh my god, what's with are we in coherence, dude? Why is this all weaving together like this? It is kind of fun. I like how this all worked out. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's well, playing Goose's son. Oh no. Yeah. Meg Ryan's his mom. But she's not in it. I checked. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And I think Jennifer Connolly plays Very cool. Tom Cruise's love interest, which is confusing. Very cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, okay. But Top Gun one car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. This is, I I was like, I laughed almost the entire time. It was just insanity. No, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting by myself watching it and I still had a lot of fun being like, oh, Tom Cruise, you're so short. He like okay, so there's like the category of Tom Cruise movie where the point is that he's unhinged, like Magnolia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then there's like this category of Tom Cruise where he's I think playing it pretty like pretty cash, but he is Frightened. horrifying in this movie. Yeah, the way that he looks at everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious lead. and so unsettling. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. The part where he walks <laughs> into the woman's restroom and he's like, "Let's have sex in this woman's restroom." That I just walked into, and there's a lot of people here because it's this big event. Yeah, that's Tom Cruise in a nutshell, dude. Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> when he gets to the lady's house, and the first thing he says is, "I'm going to go take a shower." Well, he was just playing volleyball. What would you do in that situation? <laughs> he was playing volleyball. Okay, the everyone is drenched in sweat in this movie. Of course, because they were playing volleyball, dripping sweat. He here's a sequence of events. He, they're on the beach during yeah. the day. It's extremely hot. Okay, I'm there. He's I'm shirtless, okay. but he's wearing full jeans, not yes. rolled up, playing volleyball. So he's sweaty. Okay, he, yeah, I'm with you so far. <laughs> Let's just check he, fin- <laughs> he has a hot date. <laughs> so he- Right. Goose wants him to stay and play volleyball for one more time. <laughs> so he puts on a t-shirt, which is fine. And, and a then jacket. because he's yes, because he's about to get on a motorcycle, he has to put on the heaviest leather jacket. Yeah, his bomber jacket. <laughs> he's like And then take my breath away, plays five thousand times. <laughs> I, you're not none of what you're saying is bad you're saying good things no yeah to me. yeah i'm yeah. just like i i thought this was gonna be like a 
like sort action of movie. actiony movie yeah. that like was maybe a little bit silly, but like an action movie. That's not what this is, really. Mm. I don't know what this is. It it exists in its own equilibrium. It's beautiful. It's like yeah. uh, it's like military fetishism mixed with, but like the way the all the aerial photography. The shot is so beyond what it needs to be. Right. It's so good. It's so, so, yeah, this part is, like, so difficult to me. So, like, number one, it's so weird that there's, like, no conflict. Like, they're just in training. So, like, there's no... Men. (laughs) Testosterone is the conflict. Yes, exactly. So that's interesting. And then... Yes, the photography is beautiful, but the only parts of the movies that that I generally genuinely didn't like was the stuff in the air because I could not follow what was going on at all. You don't really need to. <laughs> it's really not. About, I know, but there's yeah. so much of it. And it's yeah. like, I don't know, like they're trying to do an exercise. Like, you know what? Yeah. I, there's no I don't know. I found that really difficult. OK, I can totally see that. But I love when he's like. I have tone, I have tone. And then he like hits the thing and it's like, none of it matters anyway, because it's all stupid training (laughs) exercises for that weird, you know, uh, Illuminati, like super good at flying jets club or whatever they're doing. And it's just like insanity. I love it. Yeah. They're all wearing sunglasses constantly. Yeah, it's good. We're at the funeral for our pilot friend who got (laughs) shot down. Time to wear my sunglasses. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's indoors and it's nighttime time to wear my sunglasses it's so good car yeah yeah it is it really is i can't i can't argue <laughs> i i don't like that danger zone song <laughs> <laughs> they play it at work a lot and it's kind of i'm kind of sick of it at this oh point. really it's so weird to think about hearing take my breath away in the context of this movie yeah you know, before it was a, a pop song, like a pop hit. I was shocked to find that this was an original song. It's weird. That is so weird. Yeah. This movie is weird. I don't know. It's from a different time. It's from a beautiful era that is gone forever <laughs> because we have irony now. And we have, I don't know what we have, but we don't have Top Gun anymore. They will never make this movie again. I can guarantee you. Yeah. I do want to call out specifically the exchange between Meg Ryan and Goose. Okay, Goose, of Where they're at the bar. I don't remember the words, but it's just them, like, yelling things at each other about how much they like each other. Yeah. (laughs) It's just bonkers. Come have sex with me before you take me home. Yeah, exactly. It's like, he's just playing piano. He's playing piano, and and this kid is there. Miles Teller is hanging out with him. And Meg Ryan has the worst haircut anyone has ever had. No, 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 no. Yes, she does. I love Meg. Everyone does, but the haircut is so bad. Um, Val Kilmer always looks like he just finished, like, huffing glue or something. Yeah. Okay, that's all Everyone, whenever someone makes eye contact in this movie, it's... (laughs) Wild. <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, that's completely disregard what you just said, but I just uh, the the beginning kind of sequence where the guy's like, <laughs> yeah. and he keeps looking at his wife and kid and he's like, <laughs> 
It's that thing where everyone is completely sweaty, but he's like super sweaty. Yeah. He's like sweating on top of the mist they sprayed him with. And yeah. then like that doesn't go anywhere. And it's just to, I think, show that Tom Cruise is better than him because he yeah. doesn't crush under pressure. <laughs> And awesome. and that he doesn't play by the rules. Well, yeah, he's a maverick, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the name, bro. It is in the name. Um, do you have anything else on this one? No, <laughs> I do. Just want to mention. So after watching this, I watched. There's like an eight minute or ten minute or something compilation of all of the trailers and teasers for Top Gun Maverick, but then also like a behind the scenes thing. And like we all know the like joke slash reality of Tom Cruise being like I, I am I need to do everything right. The way he's talking, <laughs> the way he's talking about having to fly the planes and like making everyone else fly the planes. Yeah, like it, one of the main justifications he uses is like there's so much g force that like. It distorts the face and you can't replicate that with CGI. Sure. And it's just so funny because it's like, who cares? Oh, I like that. I like it too, but it's just like, to him, that is like one of the most important fundamentals of making this movie. And it's like, that's tertiary. Like, it will be cool to watch Tom Cruise fly the planes so crazy, but it also, he doesn't need to. And we would still like the movie. He's got to jump out of that airplane and then go beat up Cavill in the bathroom, dude. It's just got to be done. Right. Who else would do it? God bless us for having a Tom Cruise in our lives, you know? Yeah. Except for not on a personal level. Yes. On a professional level. Bless us. Yes. Okay. He also looks so much less scary now than he did when he was younger. Oh, yeah. That really stood out to me. He he was like a lizard, like uh, <laughs> like the aliens have studied what we think the ideal person looks like, man. And but not over. also, you know what I mean? Like well, it's yeah, because like he's got like that otherworldly, like something's yeah. not right, like uh, cognitive dissonance when you look at him. Yeah, thing. it's very strange, but yeah, he looks like a normal person now, and that's nice. When was um, uh, where he runs the brothel out of his house? Risky business. Yeah. I'm assuming just a couple years before this, right? He looks like a baby in that movie. Yeah. And in this movie, he looks like a man. He still looks like a baby, but I, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. He, let me see here. Okay, so Top Gun is what, 84? 86. 86? Okay. And then Maybe. Risky Business is... 1996. 83. No? 83. Dang. Yeah, so just a couple years. Huh. That's crazy. Cool. <laughs> We love Tom. Okay. That was our top gun minute. <laughs> I like th- Should we do our respective sci-fi? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, should I start, Car? Sure. Murph! Yeah, I love Give me your yeah. best Murph. Murph. <laughs> That's pretty good. Now, do like um, Murph is doing something and you want to try to stop her, but she can't hear you. Murph! <laughs> Sorry, it's not good. I know it's not good. What? Oh, I I did it, but it just didn't sound good. Rewind. (laughs) Sorry, I watched Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. Starring Casey Affleck. Um, (laughs) uh, The last third of this movie is still terrible, I think. 
No. Or I still think it is terrible, I should say. Yeah. But I had a much more positive experience with the first two-thirds this time. Yay! I really think this is Christopher Nolan's movie. I think this is yeah. what he his career was building towards. And then it makes Tenet look like dog crap because it's like not a movie. And this is like a movie. This is yeah. like this is Christopher Nolan obviously expressing things that he thinks and feels to you. And I have no idea what Tenet was. Yes. So like, yeah, it's it's everything about him maximized. Like, yeah. it, I think it's like some of the better storytelling and characters that he has. Like his yeah. characters are not often good, I think. Like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of yeah. times they're bad. Yeah. And I like these people and like I like being around them and I think it's fun. I think it's like the the most successful to me outside of like Memento where I don't think that counts where he's yeah. like playing with like time and stuff. Yeah. And then is also the most disappointing ending of which he also often has disappointing <laughs> endings. Yeah. He, he cannot wrap a story together to save no. his life. I don't get at it. At all. At all. At all. At all. But it sucks because in this movie, in the first five minutes, he's setting up that ending. Like blatantly, yeah. like yeah. I'm seeding the ground for what's about to happen. So right. it's not like the movie is one thing and then it becomes something else. It's all the same thing. It yeah. just completely changes tone and like level of filmmaking acumen at the end. And it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand it. So I like want to clarify where it drops off for me. And then I okay. want to hear from you. Like for okay. me, it's just when he goes back to see his daughter and she's old. That's what you think is bad. That's the part where I'm like, this is God awful. I can't okay. believe we're doing this. I love him playing in the bookshelf. <sighs> I hated the bookshelf the first time. Okay. Knowing what I was getting into. I thought it was slightly better. Or I think it's a really fun way to portray a really dumb idea, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. This idea that love is a constant that can transcend mm -hmm. space and time as delivered verbatim by Anne Hathaway character yeah. is horrible. But then they wrap it in this very Christopher Nolan kind of effects showcase that works pretty well, I think. I think the effects are awesome. Like, yeah. honestly, I really, really do. I think him just like flying through. Yeah, these moments is like. Yeah. To like, yeah, to exactly what you're saying, like to go from the concept you just described to like saying like this is what it's gonna look like i think it's yeah. really incredible honestly yeah. no it's really cool <laughs> yeah. uh it like i guess it's good that we have a filmmaker who can take these ideas and either through imagination or through like studios trusting him mm -hmm. whichever you think is more valuable i guess and is able to come up with these ideas. Like, I think there's some of that in Tenet. Like, I don't think Tenet mm -hmm. is a great movie, but I do think some of those visuals are something only Christopher Nolan could do. Yeah. And it's not even that they are themselves very imaginative. It's just, he's able to take these concepts that I think a lot of people may have already thought of mm -hmm. and serve them to us in a way that feels like almost like, like it's 
answering, like it's part of a conversation we're having where it's like, yeah, I had this idea too. Here's what I think this looks like. And you can be, you can recognize that like, oh, that's really novel way of portraying something that maybe I've already, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying I preempted no, yeah. Christopher Nolan's ideas. It's just like, it's a lot of like, uh, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson type, like, ideas but not portrayed the way you would expect that to be portrayed which is good i like that yeah and like that's inception too right like uh, other people have thought about playing in people's dreams or like lucid dreaming at least or like what if he was sleeping the whole time right yeah yeah yeah. but he's just like the best at making it the entire thing and like because he doesn't just do alice in wonderland again or something it's not like the cell it's like, no, the city is going to fold in on itself. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. that's really cool, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, it's not it enough cool. to build a movie around, but that's fine. <laughs> what if they were on snowmobiles at the end? Yes. Thanks, Christopher Nolan. And Tom Hardy is there. What if Tom Hardy was there? What if Timothee yeah. Chalamet was there <laughs> for two seconds of screen time? That character is awful, honestly. Yeah. Just awful. Yep. I think a lot of the characters yeah. are awful, but I really think... Uh, McConaughey's character, he sells it really well. Totally. He's so good in this movie. Yeah. Like, shockingly good. I also think Anne is very good. (sighs) She doesn't have a lot to do, really. Like, uh, I get that she's kind of stoic, but um, she's kind of a mouthpiece for the ideas of the movie at some point. But she still, it still feels like there's heart in it, which I think is impressive for what you're describing. Yeah. No, I don't think it's bad, but... uh, I, I just think McConaughey makes everybody else look bad in this movie, which yeah. is fine because he's the main character. So that's good. Um, Damon. Great. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Exactly what that movie needed. Um, yeah. It's funny. I was waiting for the monkey scene and then I remembered the monkey scene as Ad Astra and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of like this depressive sci-fi about Family troubles type stuff. It's fun. Me too. I'm not going to watch Prometheus again, Car. I'm sorry. <gasps> that's I can't even argue that that's about family troubles. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what that's about? Um, I just think it's good to revisit these movies because I have this kind of. Especially with Christopher Nolan, because his movies are such these like constructions. They're like. Um, everything is planned out. It's like looking yeah. at a blueprint of a movie. Um, it's a lot easier to go in knowing where the general, the whole plot is going and just to be able mm-hmm. to enjoy what he's trying to do moment to moment, I think is a lot more uh, agreeable to me than sitting down and watching Tenet and being like, uh, and then the movie's over and like nothing. I I don't know. Yeah. But, but Tenet also might be fun. Oh, is that what you're saying? Like, Tenet might be fun on rewatch or like better yeah. on rewatch at least. Yeah. N- but Tenet's weird because there is no plot to it. Like, I don't I just don't think Tenet's as good. No, I like I mean, I don't know where you like finally land with Interstellar, but I genuinely think Interstellar is like. Of the Nolans of, I guess, like the sci fi ye Nolans, <laughs> I think my favorite by a yeah. wide margin. I think I might be with you. Um, but I'm also not a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Yeah. I just think we gotta do a prestige rewatch. Sorry. That's ad, that's funny because we started watching the prestige and I was like, can we watch Interstellar instead? Which was an insane <laughs> thing for me to say. It's an insane thing for you to say. 
I just was not. I was like, it would be fun to watch the prestige. And then it started and I was like, I'm not really feeling this. Yeah. Let's watch a three hour sci fi movie <laughs> about family. Corn. Corn. That, yeah. that all. That. I was less furious with the plot line where a team of scientists is working on a concrete building and then they realize that it wasn't going to go into space. Like, what are we yeah. talking about? What are that's you awesome. doing, Christopher yeah, Nolan? That's good. They just kind of, in my mind, that stuck out a lot in the movie. It turns out they just kind of smoothed that over and they're like, whatever. Yeah. It's not important. We're getting to the part where he's on the bookshelf. Yes. Space. <sighs> and you? Yeah, I watched AI. Dude! <laughs> yeah. How'd that go? You know, kind of the same as Top Gun, where it was okay. just like, That's what? Fair. What in the world is happening here? So, we, like, we've seen AI. Yes. Um, I'm going to admit the only... I've seen it, like, I think, I would guess three or four times, but not since I was probably, like, 13. Or, right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I saw it a few times around when it came out, I guess. Right. Um, where I did is not... Blue Fairy? Yeah. <laughs> In the garden. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I did. I did. This movie is so crazy. I did not remember anything after. <laughs> the or meat like, circus for thing? the most part, did not remember anything after um, she leaves Haley Joel Osment in the forest. That's because that's when the movie falls off the side of the boat. And it's just like, what? Or arguably, like, becomes extremely fun. Like, okay. the first part is so. Number one, it, the look of it is so off putting. Like, okay. it's so... That's the point. It's so glowy and, like... Yeah, that's not ick, Yeah, Like, not nice to be around. It is yeah. super fun to see, like, Steven Spielberg's imagination in terms of, like, what the future is. And, like, I, I so remember from when we watched this as kids, like, the sort of, like, spaceship, spaceship bed that um, the kids have and stuff. Like, some of that stuff is really, really cool, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get through like this extremely sad, just bummer. Yeah, of, like of the first, first like truly fifty minutes, which yeah. is a really long time. Yep. And then you hang out with Jude Law wearing like gold, gold eyeshadow and pleather, and just yeah. he's like tap dancing and stuff. Okay, and there's like a big moon behind him. Yeah, like which like yeah, it was also fun to see both. It was fun to see this, like, knowing more about movies and stuff. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure there's, like, some Singing in the Rain references. And then you can also totally see other stuff from Spielberg happening. Where, mm. like, War it felt like there was, like, a Minority Report reference. You can totally see some War of the Worlds preempting oh, sure. happening. Sure, like, sure, sure. yeah, it was super fun to see in the context of his career, I think. Um and also, like, I obviously didn't know who, like, Stanley Kubrick was when I right. saw this. It's, right. like, weird to imagine that now. Um, it's also, like, do you remember Teddy? The teddy bear? Of course bear? I remember Teddy. Like, did Seth MacFarlane see this movie and be like... Oh. What if this was, like, drinking? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the ending is so bonkers. In, like, again, a pretty off-putting way, I would say. Like, the yeah. visuals are so icky. And, like, I think both they're supposed to be, like, it feels so lonely and bad when he's, like, 
in Manhattan and it's half underwater and it's freezing over. Yeah. Um, like it, obviously that's not supposed to feel good, but like then <laughs> the aliens show up and they yeah. look so crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I think the ending is like really good where it's like the, he brings his mom back for one day. Like, right. I think that's actually really awesome. Um, and fun and sad. Um, yeah. and yeah, I like, I don't know the last time you watched this, but like, I implore you to give it another go. Oh, absolutely. Soon. No, I yeah. have nothing against this movie. I just, I think as a child, I was just not equipped to deal with anything this movie was trying to tell me. No one could, like, okay, like, the, again, the first chunk is so emotionally upsetting. Like, yeah. they're replacing a kid with their, with a robot. Yeah. The kid comes back and they have to give up their, like, do you remember the pool scene? Yes, when, it yeah, scarred me. It was, it was terrifying. Upsetting. Yeah. So, like, that's happening. And then you get to, like robot sex workers for the next hour like it's just like so bonkers yeah and is there like an aspect to it where it seems like the time scale starts slipping as the movie goes where it's like now it's been a hundred years yeah it's two thousand years at the end that he's stuck underwater but even like when he's actively like moving around you know like it it's not all taking place within like a year right like it's this kind of journey positive i think it is all taking place around the same time and maybe that's from the fact that like that you go out to new york where everything's underwater you know what i mean like it feels like it's fast forwarded in the apocalypse but actually that's that's just life yeah right okay yeah i yeah i watching it as a kid it felt like an achievement to get to the end Mm -hmm. of this movie and it also (laughs) felt like it felt different to me, if, I think in my brain, what I thought was like, oh, this is what like grown up movies are like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fun to think. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to see it again because I, I in my memory, it's a really interesting movie. You know, there's a lot going on. But I think it is like I just I I was sh- just shocked at like how the tone just does like so many backflips like it's just like yeah it's a very very strange movie do you have a do you have like a sense of how much of the like depressive stuff is kubrick versus spielberg i have no idea i really want to like read up on it afterwards i have truly no idea and it was like i think yeah like some of this feels so squarely spielberg but i yeah it's just really hard to say yeah. Interesting film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy history and everything. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It's a movie where it's interesting. And then also the stuff around it is really interesting. So it's like, right. it's, yeah, it's uh, also Jude Law rocks. Like, well, yeah, Jude Law is the best. Of course. Yeah. Um, You don't hear about this movie that much, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I don't think people movie. like it all that much. That's fair. I It might, you know. Whether it's good or not kind of seems yeah. besides the point. Yes, totally. Yeah. So that's cool. Oh. And I do like the idea of like the weird Spielberg era of just like this in my absolute stuff. Yeah, that's really fun. I like the idea of just like big budget sci-fi that's not tied to anything, and the yeah. beginning is depressive for an hour, and <laughs> you know, like I have a story to tell you. I don't right. know. Right. Yeah. From like an established, you know 
Spielberg made Jurassic Park and then he made this movie. Right. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're going to try to It's also to shocking. Like, yeah, like the mom is like, she's not in anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. some of these actors are so random. It doesn't make any sense, but that's okay. Great movie, I assume. Yeah. I'm shrugging. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting movie for sure. Absolutely. Speaking yeah. of which. Okay. Uh, I just want to talk about Whiplash real quick. Ooh. I guess. Uh, um, I I went and I hadn't seen this movie because I don't like anxiety, and I thought this was going to be like this really anxious movie. You know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't at all because it's a cartoon. It's nonsense. <laughs> it's silly. I don't think this is a very good movie. I think it is a good movie. I think it's like a, a good execution of its concept. I completely agree. I think the concept is a 15-minute short film, and then <laughs> they strung it out into this nonsense movie that uh, is not... Uh, I, <laughs> I It made me like La La Land even more because La La Land... It has room to breathe a little bit. Hmm. This movie is just, it is, every scene is trying to tell you something. Like, every scene has such a clear purpose to it. Mm-hmm. To the point of just, like, um, like when the squirrel presses the button that makes its neurons fire and then it just gets <laughs> numb to it after a while, and it's just like... I get it. He likes drumming, but he's not actually that good at drumming, which is crazy. Because at the end, spoilers for Whiplash, by the way, at the end, the J.K. Simmons character doesn't give him the sheet music and he's just like, Ugh. and then he can't drum like he can't improvise at all, apparently. And then they sell that to you by everybody else in the band going, dude, what are you doing? Drum better. Like the audience no, can't figure out. I don't out. think the point is that he's bad. I think it's everyone's upset that he went off script. Sure. <laughs> he's not drumming well, though, either. Like it's not. It, I think you're like, I could be wrong, but I think you're supposed to think that he is. That he's drumming well in that? Yeah. It, it didn't feel like that to me. I don't know. Because hmm. it is just constantly the other members of the band going, dude, what are you doing? And him going, like, I don't, it didn't, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I guess it didn't work for me. Maybe I'm misunderstanding what that part was saying. But like him drumming so bad that he needs two band-aids for his hand. because I re- Okay, yeah, I like all of the like physicality stuff of it a lot. I don't mind physicality, but like. I get that he's practicing a lot. I don't need 14 scenes of him taking off band-aids and putting band-aids on his hand. It just feels like wasted time. It just feels like nothing. And then like shot of his dad looking concerned for like 10 seconds at the end. Like I get it. His dad's concerned. Like nothing is nothing. is. There's nothing for you to work out about this movie. It's just like shoving it all in your face the entire time. I don't know. I really, really like the way... Like, there's so many movies about the idea of, like, what would you sacrifice to be great? Or, like, is being great at something good if, like, that's all you are sort of thing? And I love how, like, 
undecided the movie feels where it's just like yeah he's gonna be the best at it and he's gonna be a monster and jk simmons is a monster and like maybe you have to be a monster yeah okay like i really like that as a conceit because like the i think what doesn't work is and what i honestly was really afraid this movie was gonna be is not recognizing that the character is a monster you know what like that's really annoying to me when it's like oh he's just really good at it and like yeah he's bad to his girlfriend but like it's kind of fine actually (laughs) like that doesn't feel like what's (laughs) happening which i think is good thank you for bringing this up card because i was thinking about this and i have a comparison i'd like to make here okay the stuff with his girlfriend is terrible i think because it is two scenes the first scene is him asking her out and then the second scene is him telling her, I can't be your boyfriend because I like drumming. Yeah. Like, which does not portray at all, like, the sense of sacrifice or whatever. It's just he's a dick. And, like, we get no sense of what the relationship is. Anyway. Yeah, but I think that's kind of the Like, he's not... that He's... Like, it never got close to sacrifice because he is such a jerk. Where it was just like, oh, this could maybe be a problem, so I'm just going to nix it. But I don't care then. Like, who cares? This guy's a dick and he's good at drumming, I guess. Like, it doesn't. Anyway, the comparison I'm making (laughs) is the social network Mm -hmm. starts with a scene like that. Mm -hmm. And it's so much better. It's like so much better at showing why he is not good. It shows their relationship so much better. It has the girl character be a person instead of, mm-hmm. you know, something for him to discard in the pursuit of drumming really well or making social networks or whatever. Like, I, I think in that moment, you can just tell the difference between David Fincher making a movie and Chazelle making a movie. And I yeah, think he's I gotten just, better at it. I think like they're just complete like opposite stances where like, the social network is like all about regret, right? Where it's like, yeah, he got a bunch of money, but he lost his best friend and like any chance at a good relationship. And like, even though Mark Zuckerberg in real life is awful, like at the end of the movie, you kind of feel bad for him. But it, this is like yeah. Miles Teller is a monster through and through. And that's just how it is. I don't think they portray that well, then, I guess. Because hmm. he's not being a monster. He's being a robot. He's being a drum robot. Yeah. And she cries because he breaks up with her. But Explain why, you know, movie, explain why she's crying. Was it a good relationship? Did she care about him? Did he care about her? Yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah, you don't like the entire movie is truly from his point of view, like maybe to a fault. Yeah. I just found it so hard to care about anything. That was yeah, happening. and like scenes of J.K. Simmons just berating other people in the band, but that doesn't really have any impact on anything. You know, it's not tied to anything besides just establishing that J.K. Simmons is a dick. Like, but we—that's what the whole movie is. So I don't understand yeah. why we need just like random scenes of him being mean to you know young musicians. Like, it, the movie is I just. Think- like, because there's such a... I wish I could think of examples of this to, like, make my point actually work at all. But, like, there's so many movies or, like, there's this, like, myth of the 
Like, it's okay to be evil as long as you're good. Sure. No, I, I gotcha. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, just going so hard on, like, no, these people, like, they're impacting other people. Like, Miles Teller's poor dad is sad and, like, he was mean to, like, his cousins or whatever at dinner. Like, there's people on the outside of this who, like, have feelings and, yeah. But it really, none of that lands, I think, because there's no impact of it. Like, the, the ending is ambiguous. Yeah. So doesn't that kind of make the whole thing fall apart? No, because I think like, I mean, like it makes it maybe, I guess, depending. But like, I think because the music is so like exciting and it's exciting to see someone just like do their best that like, yeah, it just like feels like an inherent conflict of like, when is this warranted? And like, I guess it depends on who you are and what your thoughts are, but like. Yeah, it, it's, I think that's way more interesting than just being like, it's not at all. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just I wasn't on board with what this movie was saying, I guess. So it was just a lot of scenes of him drumming. Yeah. Like, OK, cool. Like, Jake Simmons, great. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like great performances, I guess. But I, in service, what? I don't know. Yeah. What are your Miles Teller thoughts overall? Um, what would I know him from besides Top Gun Maverick? <laughs> I like this one, like a team drama called Spectacular Now that he's in, but I don't think you've seen Spectacular. I can't now. offer an opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's good. I like Miles Teller. Okay, sure. Is he evil? Yeah. I feel like people say he's evil or something. Is this slander? Am I just like it kind of right it, Like there was, I just read another article about this. So like, I, I think it was like essentially. Not so much evil as, like, dick sort of thing. Like, he's just, like, annoying to be around and, like, arrogant. That's that's half of all people. Yeah, that's half of all people. And, like, yeah, someone did, like, an article on the article. Like, essentially one article came out that was an interview with this reporter and Miles Teller that, like, I think made that persona known. Okay. And there was an article sort of like analyzing what actually happened, like what the conversation actually was. Mm. It's like, okay, I think people were just like excited to talk about a celebrity sort of thing. He's probably like maybe a little bit arrogant or a lot of bit arrogant, but he doesn't seem like actually evil, I guess. It's so weird because in other cases, that's a good thing that people like. But then like if you're for some reason, if people are like, oh, you're arrogant. Right. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know. Celebrity culture is scary. Yeah. We love Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, like, sorry, I think if I'm remembering correctly, like, the article, the original article made a big point of, like, he's wearing, like, a deep blue v-neck shirt. Oh, my God. And the reporter of the new article found the shirt he was wearing. It's just, like, a normal t-shirt. Like, <laughs> <out there. laughs> it's just, like, all of this weird, like, editorializing that made a persona of a person that's just like not true yeah, he's just crazy. an actor in movies yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but cool. anyways okay Carl. Well, what else we got <laughs> i watched um shoot what's it called the zombie movie uh trained to oh yeah 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 busan that's it right Sure. Yeah, it was really, really good. It was okay. like so fantastic. Really, 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 okay. really, really good. Have you Go seen on. it? No. I um, 
Yeah, I just like loved it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's like extremely well made. There's a zombie apocalypse, and most of the movie takes place on a train. Okay, and they just have to like hide from the zombies. And there's like it's both a very fun genre movie, and I think just like a really well made movie where there's like a lot of interesting conflict between these people who were strangers and are suddenly forced to like help each other or die sort of thing. Um, just in terms of like, like our main character is this super rich. He's not like, a, I don't think he's a hedge fund manager, but it's something like that. You know what I mean? Where it's just like his career is like probably he's objectively evil. Yeah. And like okay. not helping anyone sort sure. of thing. And there's, like, an interesting tension with him and just another passenger who, like, just seems like a truly good guy and kind of sees right through all of the BS business stuff. Okay. And, like, the main character has a daughter that he doesn't actually know how to care for and, like, is totally emotionally closed off. And then, like, they're suddenly forced to, again, to, like, care for each other. Um, And it was just... Truly extremely exciting the entire time. Um, oh. It looks pretty gorgeous. And oh. the zombies are, I think, like, they do a good balance of scary and just, like, truly fun. You know? <laughs> like just Yeah, just, like, pop it Really heads. good. And I think, like, maybe the only other big item to call out is they do such a good job with demonstrating the scale of these things. Like, there's so many shots of... Tons and tons and tons of people or zombies running or like crowding. Like it's just everything feels so just full of bodies in a yeah. really, really upsetting way. And like there's this one sequence where a a train is trying to like move and these zombies just like are grabbing onto it and creating a chain of people that's just like slowing down the train it's just, like, the idea of that many people being in a place together, much less, like, undead people, is so upsetting. Um, yeah, I it was just really, really fun. Sounds like a World War Z ripoff to me, but fine, whatever. <laughs> I kind of want to watch World War Z. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I watched mm. that. Um, I can hit another one real quick here. Sure. Uh, do I even want to? <laughs> well, uh- if you have to ask yourself, the answer is probably yes. Uh, yeah, I'll call it. Ah! Cars. <laughs> forward momentum, please. Fast forward. Within. I saw it today. Um, starring Sam Richardson of Veep, and I think you should leave fame. Um, I think you should leap. leave. Veep? Veep. Okay. <laughs> um, and it's like a horror comedy uh, that takes place in... Uh, like rural Vermont, not even town. There's like theoretically, it seems like ten people who live there. That's Vermont, um, and they're <laughs> and they're and they just do a really fun job of um, bringing together like a, the exact type of people who would live here in every way. Where it's like uh, there's sort of like a <laughs> like towny sort of people there's these like millionaire tech people who like ended up there um but aren't local at all there's like these crazy republicans yes. it kind of has like a it's not as good as knives out but a similar knives out thing where it's just like there's a lot of different types of people happening here 
Sure. Um, and they draw a lot of really good comedy out of it. Um, and then it's just like a fun, like, yeah, who's the werewolf sort of thing. Who is um, the werewolf car? Well, I can't tell. Oh. Um, and Sam Richardson is just like the best. I really, really like him a lot. And I'm glad he's getting like starring roles in things. I heard he wore a deep V. <laughs> so uh, what was the name of the movie? I talked over you saying the name of the movie. Werewolves Within. Mm. Never and, heard like of a bunch of character actors that sure. are just like sort of in everything, but I don't know any of their names sort Patrick of Patrick Wilson understood. <laughs> sure. Got it. Yeah. Christopher yeah, that's all Maloney. I got. Okay. <laughs> um, He's the best. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. Luca <laughs> is fine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you got to give me yeah. a little bit more than that. I guess uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I, it's just really frustrating that it is so obviously. A metaphor and they don't do anything with it or are they planning on people not recognizing that it's a metaphor? like why if you're creating this entire movie that feels so much like it's standing in for something else is the worry then that you don't want people to know or why wouldn't you just take that all the way like why make a movie then if you're not going to have it pay off in any way i guess so i don't know anything about this you gotta okay. just tell me what it is oh well it, it, it seems like it's fairly obviously like a metaphor for like closeted homosexuality where this uh there's like this race of um they're not mermaids but they're essentially mermaids and then they can come up onto land and then they look like people but mm -hmm. then if they get wet at all like they their mermaidness shows through and mm -hmm. then uh, they're like prosecuted by the people of the town because they don't like the mermaids coming through. But then, you know, at the end, they are able to accept who they are and then the people like them. But then there's like this. And this is how I know that they knew what they were doing, because at the end, one of the parent figures is like, you know, not everyone's going to accept you, but you just got to find the people who will. You know, you just have to surround okay, yourself yeah. with people who and it's but they don't. They don't get at like, like, <laughs> I don't know. I read this short story in like middle school and I don't think I fully understood it back then, but it was where everyone woke up and their skin was like varying shades of, I think it was purple. Hmm. And then people came to understand that it represented like, you know, homosexuality or it was like this visual representation of that and it caused like um like people couldn't be really prejudiced anymore because you could see exactly like the people who were being prejudiced sometimes were the exact thing they were being prejudiced against and it kind of rearranged society in a way and this movie hmm. luca has the possibility to do something like that where maybe you know these people of the town any of them could be these mermaid people you know yeah they don't do that. It's just well, like, you know, do I'm, they explore it through the main character at all or no? They do, but not in any way that feels it feels and it has the beats of just like a generic uh, like Disney movie type mm. thing. 
so it's just kind of, I don't know, like a, it, it, on its own, it's fine. It's like a vibe movie. It's like, you know, they're in this Italian coastal city and they're just hanging out and there's this like underlying danger that maybe somebody will figure out that they're merfolk and want to kill okay. them or whatever. But, and it, you know, the two main characters are both like young boys and they like, they start out and then like they have this conflict and like they realize that they really like each other as friends. Mm. But, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't end with him marrying a woman necessarily, but they don't really get at what that relationship truly is other than that they're good friends. But to wrap that in, and I'm criticizing this movie for maybe something it never intended to do, but it, it had the opportunity to be a platform to sure. yeah, yeah. talk about some of the stuff. And it ends up just being kind of this visual metaphor that could have been really powerful and ends up just being um, a kind of a middle tier Pixar movie. I think that's especially exacerbated. Like if this was one like small creator singular vision, I think that argument gets more difficult because it's just like, oh, they had this idea for a story or something. But you know, yeah, there's hundreds of people at Pixar talking about (laughs) what this story is and is not. And yeah, that puts a different lens on it, I think. And that's, that's the other interesting thing is it's like kind of racist, this movie. Like, I don't understand how we're doing this. Like, I feel like people would say, you know, they would never make Aladdin today. Hmm. But you have this movie where it's a bunch of non-Italian actors representing like, you know, I'm in an Italian coastal city and we love pasta and meatballs and we all talk like this. And it's like, what? What? You can't do this. I thought we were past this. It's so yeah. crazy. So do you think the. I don't know if this is just like an Internet thing. Like, OK, did they do this because of Call Me By Your Name? It. It is a movie about young men forming a relationship of some kind in like a coastal Italian city. And it's really right. like a nice looking movie. Beyond that, there's no connection between the two movies, I would say. But like if. If Call Me By Your Name hadn't been created, would this movie A, exist and B, be like it is? <laughs> I, I want to say no, but, I, you know, I yeah. can't know. But it it's, seems impossible. Like, yeah. The main boy, like, seems to look like Timothy yeah, Chalamet. Yeah, 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 the yeah. movie is named Luca, which yeah, is the yeah. name of the director of Uh-oh. Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> like, I just... The which I think only reinforces what you're saying, which is like, okay, in the most forgiving scenario where like they started this development before that, which I don't think is true, I would imagine. But you would have to pivot if you didn't want the comparison. Like they must be wanting the comparison. And it's out there. People have made yeah. the comparison. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Which I like... think is a way for them to get around yeah. being more explicit about things. Because they're like, oh, yeah. you're inheriting the awareness of right. this other property. Right. You can't show kids call me by your name, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wish it carried some of those themes. Yeah. Or like yeah. the the ability to talk to children about this issue right and not have it be framed 
like a generic Pixar movie or to to at any point talk directly to the audience in some way instead of wrapping everything in like fairy tale kind of and I get that fairy tales are like a metaphor for other things but this movie never goes that extra step to actually drive that home so yeah it's kind of a bummer but on top of it like despite all that it's I think it's a fine movie you know it's it's not great but it's watchable and it's good looking yeah I was gonna ask it seems like it might be really pretty yeah no well it's like that Cal Arts art style which is kind of getting old where all the characters Mm -hmm. look like that you yeah, know, they look like Adventure Time or whatever. Uh, I I don't want other Pixar movies to all look like this for sure. I don't. Okay. I, this is like a fun little art style for this fun little kind of low impact. This is a Disney Plus original movie. Yeah. I don't want this to be the future of CGI animation. So that's like the other question I have is like pre onward. <laughs> okay. What's this happening where Pixar was just like dropping sort of nothing movies? You know what I mean? The Good Dinosaur. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Like, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> okay. So no. it was happening. Because like, I don't. I always bring up The Incredibles, but The Incredibles had um, it, it just had so much more going on. And I get that Luca isn't that type of movie, but I feel like Pixar has stopped making that type of movie. Yeah, where like. We're telling you a story, but there's like uh, there's suggestion to it. There's like it's not all laid out for the viewer. Like it's not like the Shrek thing where it's like parents can enjoy this, too, because there's pop culture references. It's like actually telling a story that adults can connect with. And it has something to teach children, whereas this movie is just like it just feels like those YouTube channels where you sit your kid in front of a YouTube channel and they're entertained for two hours or whatever. I was like, I don't know where this came from. It also just like doesn't feel like an event, which like it's hard to parse if that's like a streaming problem or if that's like a yeah what movies they're creating problem. I don't or think both. this would do well in the well, I'm sure it would do well in theaters, but I think people would point to it as being like this is not to the level of quality of but then you go look at the ratings and it's like 3.9 or whatever for this not great children's movie that I'm 35 and I gave it a four and a half stars on Letterboxd and a heart. I love to give things hearts. I don't think I've done that actually. I made a call me by your name reference in my review. Actually, my review is just a call me by your name reference. I'm the first man to think of this. And here's my first man review. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Car. You yep. Yep. Put a cork in it. <laughs> what should I watch um, next week? Yeah. Can you go first? Yeah, True Lies. Have you seen? What the heck is that? True Lies is your friend and mine. What's his face? I forget. Is it James Cameron? I think it's James Cameron. Oh. Yes, James Cameron, 1994, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Kind of doofy spy action film fun. Okay. Let's do it. Tom Arnold's in it. Do we like him? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Okay. What's yours, Car? You didn't expect me to have one so ready to go, did you? Yeah. Um. Let's do Training Day. Hell yeah. What a one-two punch. <laughs> I know. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. We love... 90s action this is 2001 now is it yeah dang 
Okay. I love Ethan Hawke so much. Oh, is he in it? Crap. <laughs> Can I make mine slightly further away from an Ethan Hawke movie to try to balance this out? No. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> okay, Car. Well, did you have anything else? So, sorry, I kind of ended the podcast. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> cool. Uh, we'll be back next time and we'll watch Ponyo and True Lies and... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>